0: Well, oh, good morning, and welcome to the Science Podcast. With me, Mr. Short, Mr. Atkinson, Mr. Masati, I know. and Mr. Young. And we've got the at school today. We've got the Pathways event. No, not today. Tomorrow. When you upload it. Tomorrow, uh, on Wednesday, we've got the Pathways event, which is uh, different routes into um, employment. So uh, we're going to, today's podcast is going to be on uh, our routes into employment and our general thoughts on uh, pathways beyond school.
1: So let's you try to figure out where you're going to be when you grow up. Yes.
0: When I grow up, I'm wondering what I want to be and what I'm qualified to do. <laughs> okay.
1: Those could be too different, so, things
2: if you're... uh Let's go. Mr. Young, you want to start off? Um well, I haven't had that, that much of a, go, go a, down, a, a, a pathway, I suppose. I, I started in the world of work when I was 13, actually. Got paper around I was 13, did that for a good five odd years. When I were alive. Back yeah. when you were what? 2003? And just off, with obviously starting early, that's quite
0: interesting. So reflecting back on getting a job early, how, how important do you think that was? Was it just financially it gave you money and independence or did it give you some skills that you took forward?
2: I think it, I learned very, very quickly to uh, type management. Very, very quickly. But punctuality... I, I, yeah, and even, yeah, even just getting there. So I used to start, I did it all seven days. Right. I used to start at six o'clock. Yeah. And in, in my head, the earlier I got up, the, the papers were in the building at right. six o'clock. So if I go up at six and do them at six, I get home
3: Go back to my bed I'll
2: stay
0: in
1: bed
2: a bit longer But if you stay in bed longer, yeah. you've still got the job to do yes. So if you get yeah. up and get it done, right, so and then you go, you can yeah. and have that, the get rest up. of the day for free I did not get massive amounts of money for it, so no. I don't think it was strictly financial, but I think... Um, it definitely helped, especially at 13, 14, having that elevation, of money, you And what but,
0: changes did you make to your life to make sure you get up at 5.45 to get down there for six? Nothing. Nothing, so you I, still went I was, to
2: bed. I was, I was stuck, well, i usually go by about 10, 10. half-10 right. anyway, so I was, I was fine. Uh, it was particularly tricky because I used to swim as well at the weekends, so having to... Paper round. It, paper yeah. round, get up, get paper round done, and then go to a gala in like Whitburn or Glasgow or Edinburgh or somewhere like that. It, you just had to learn to, to essentially prioritize what was important, and as I say, time management was a big thing. And right. that because of that, I had like, three years of experience by the time I got to uh, sixteen. I applied for a job at the ASDA at Falkirk, and I had that job at ASDA at sixteen. Mm-hmm. So, and oh. all the way through university, um, I worked for ASDA. I jumped between ASDA and Aberdeen and then Asda and Falkirk. That was completely different. I kept my paper angle for two years while I worked at Asda. So I had two jobs essentially. Um, and I was working all weekends for the, the first two years of my career at Asda because I was at school. Monday through Friday. But again, you get a lot of money from just working those two days. And again, about the, getting up early helped me because I was working early. So you've got your time management.
0: So people skills?
2: Oh definitely. I don't think I maybe mean, had to, I don't think the people skills kinda came into in, in the newspaper round because right. you didn't really speak to anybody. You no. walked around, I uh, walked with a dog. So you
0: have to work with the guy you the yeah,
2: shop. You have to be in right. constant communication. He used to phone me up. I, I I think I demonstrated qualities that would be good in jobs so I, I was very trustworthy. I, I used to give reliable. Yeah. reliable, I was always there. If he needed help I, I would he would phone me up and I um, would do it. I remember one time it was,
0: Pretty key characteristics, really. Yeah, you've got to. You,
2: you want you want you want your employer, you want your boss, to to think that you're reliable. And you know, like obviously, you're allowed to say no to certain things if they ask you. But you want them to come and say, "Look, I trust you with what with your job. I know you're reliable. I know you do it well. I, I know you're not you know a slacker. Um, can you do this for me? I I think I worked in every single department in ASDA by the time that I left, because people would just come and ask me to do. So to Kiddush, to Kiddush. Off to uni, off to uni, and then did anatomy uni, did my teacher training, and then straight into teaching after that. So I've kind of, I've never kind of been out of education in a sense. I've not had a break. I've not had a year out. At seventeen, I left school. Four years university, been an anatomist. Twenty one, said to be a teacher. Twenty two, probationary teaching, and now
0: I'm here. And would you, has it ever entered your mind to change from teaching?
2: Not, not, currently. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: see what first. I see
2: Well, the thing is, I've seen what my friends do. So my, we, we all have similar degrees. We're all, we're all biomedical scientists, and um, one of them is no longer in science at all. He runs a bakery in Denmark. <laughs> uh, which is, it's still technically still technically biology. But he's kind of a bit disenfranchised, he went down the PhD route, so he did an extra four years on top of what I did, and I think he became a bit, because he'd done science for so long, I think he kind of fell out of, fell out of science a bit, he kind of... It's maybe, not for everyone. It's not. Yeah. And I think we should put that much e- effort and energy into it, and I know this is predominantly a problem with the bio, biological science, if you don't go down the medicine route, it can be difficult to find a yeah. well-paid yeah. job in that room yeah. that you wouldn't get from, for example, so for, he could use his PhD in, the, in work when he was working in Oban, but he earns more from the bakery. And I think
0: that was where he was, so- That's a good point. So you've got, the, also you've got the trade off between how much you earn and whether you enjoy your job, perhaps, so yeah. he's kind of got both there. <laughs> yeah.
2: He's also, But then he has tried different things. So he, he wrote, um, when he was in Oban, um, he wrote a book a series of short stories published it because he wanted to. Mm. He's very much the sort of person that that I want to do it I'll do it. That's very good. And I very much in my legs. 'cause I probably play that I'm probably somebody who would play it safe rather than mm. do that. And it's completely different personalities but um and he has a, a completely different pathway to me. Um, I don't think he would decide to come into teaching. I don't think he's got the temperament for it maybe but um, <laughs>
0: So that's good, so you've got um, key skills there, reliability, time management, and we've also got your characteristics, what you want out of your life or your employment. I so think it set
2: me up, being, going into a job that young, going into a, a shop that young, and working with people from those different ages, age groups. Mm-hmm. Like, I work with people from my age um, all the way up to, you know, 60, 65, and you get a lot of life experience from them, you get a lot of, it, it benefits you, communication wise, teamwork wise,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it also makes you feel good when people that are more experienced than you trust you to do things. Okay. Uh, well, we'll just, yeah. Mr. Atkinson.
0: Hello. Your your, path, <laughs> your pathway into teaching. So my pathway And also any, obviously, odd jobs you've done on the way.
3: I'll start on a similar sort of pattern to what Mr Young was just yeah. saying so when I was at school, as soon as I became old enough to start working I uh, took a job in my local Morrisons uh, I was also a swimmer as well so it's finding that balance between work school and Yeah, you swimming starts pretty early you are both up oh. <laughs> poolside <laughs> pool, pool for half five yeah. swim for two hours, finish at half seven back home, dressed and ready for school, go to yeah. school and then
1: back to the pool at night so there's always that commitment straight away that you're that you're doing on an ongoing basis yeah, as well. You know, you are it's something you want to do but it's something you are committed to do. That's that's not a trivial thing to, to give up that much time yeah. and effort. Swimming it's, so itself is it's you you'll know
2: Mr Atkinson is you have a very big commitment. Not, no. well I, you think just, I, I don't know about you but I was Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday morning, gala's on a Saturday, like, and I think there's the, the, you probably had the point as well where you had to make a decision about whether you continued swimming
3: Absolutely.
2: or you picked up more shifts and, and worked. And that is a very tricky situation, especially when you get to senior school yeah. and you've got exams as well, yeah. something has to give. That's it. and it's usually your hobby or your sport. Well, it's,
0: it's interesting because swimming is an individual sport, very mm-hmm. yeah. much. So you're doing it yourself that and that you how far really you want do. to go. Whereas there's not that team kind of pull, you're not in a rugby team where they need you as a, in a as a in a position or in a rowing boat or a part of a tennis pair or something. Yeah, so you it's, train with others, yeah, but ultimately you've got ultimately to, to manage yourself
3: and what you fit in. For me, it was Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, right. Saturday morning, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday night. So, so most of it was during the week. And in terms of your employment,
0: um, how did you get through to choose what you wanted to do?
3: So. Obviously I took that job to kind of Give me a little bit of money towards the end of school I did keep it going until I was Maybe I think it was second or third year uni And at that point I just thought Nah, I need to just yeah. Leave that and focus on my exams Because it was getting towards crunch time yeah, I yeah. already knew about this So I did the a joint honours degree Physics with teaching Because I knew then that this is what I wanted to do So I thought well Everything else, as Mr Young said about making sacrifices and prioritising, I just thought, well, this is what I'm going to prioritise, I need to get these results, I need to get my degree to do what I want to do, so everything else was just on a back burner.
0: And it's interesting that uh, physics was teaching, because you're not just learning your physics, you're learning how to communicate the very technical aspects of physics to people who are not physicists. Exactly. So your communication skills are vastly increased. So you never thought, well, actually, I've got all these skills. I could go and do something else. You thought, no, teaching is where I want to go.
3: Yeah. I mean, my, I need to mention my physics teacher, Mr Murray. He was my inspiration. And when I was in fourth year, that was when I made my mind up as what I wanted to do. So, I want to do that. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> want, I want to be him. <laughs> I wanted, can I be him? That was, the, that was my question for myself. Can I be him? And I've just tried to do that ever since.
0: Yeah. But yeah, and it kind of yeah. I also get back to your friend, your biologist friend who wrote the short stories. If you're in science, your communication skills mm-hmm. should, well, any form cool. of teaching, but especially I think in science because we're scientists, is you, you think more about how you're communicating information.
3: You know? I think that's the hardest thing for me about teaching is taking something that's generally quite difficult and explaining it yeah. in a way that people who don't know it to begin yeah. with can relate to it or at least can. Yeah, appreciate that a little bit. Yeah, I shouldn't
0: say more. I should say, <laughs> say that as scientists, we think about it. Obviously, everybody else is thinking about explaining information as well. Um, it's just as mm. scientists, this is our perspective. This is what I think.
2: The best one of the best things about teaching though is when you do manage to even just get one or two people. When you when you manage to explain it enough that one or two people get it, and then yeah. actually seeing it branch out yeah. from those people, because we're obviously speaking in our. Kind of bubble. Yeah. We, we, we have our language we use, and we really look to people who understand yeah. the concept to help spread spread out the information. Like right? yeah. what people can tell and other people is completely different. And they can say the exact same thing as we've said, but in a completely different way, yeah. and that that works. So I think that's one of the best things that you can you can yeah. see in your classroom is that kind of interaction. So
0: our skills now, we've got our reliability. Um, time management, and obviously reflecting, you've got to remove some things for what you want to do to focus on your priorities. And our communication skills as being top at the moment. Now, that's what's come through from the discussion. So, Mr. Forsyth, not not directly into school.
1: So before Christ, what <laughs> did you do? <laughs> similar to you, I was a paper boy, and it, 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 it will surprise everybody that I wasn't a, a champion I, uh, high jungle. But at that point, but I um, paper round to start with, and did that, I was still in primary school and I did uh, the paper round, and study early, that's... I started early, I uh, similar sort of thing actually, because I was I was up early, I was punctual, and I did all the things I was kind of asked to do, cause I just Generally, I'm a good guy. I um, the guy we run, who ran the paper shop. Uh, on a Saturday morning and a Sunday morning, I would after I'd done my round, I would help him in the shop. So I would be serving in front of the shop as well. Uh, again, I guess guys ties back to what you were kind of saying about that and that trustworthiness piece. And you know, it was it was generally it was a good experience. You were talking to a lot of old people that are coming in uh, and serving them. Uh, from there, I ended up. I got a job in Tesco's, I was pushing trolleys, hardest job I ever ever did, that was ridiculous because I was just a wee lad, shoving the trolleys. I did that for a couple of years, and by this kind of point I was in high school, um, and then I got taken in doors, so I could put on groceries, and at that point it wasn't just a case of putting things off the cages under the shelves, you had to price the stuff, so you were all the stickers etc, you know, moving the cages around the the warehouse, clearing up. Restocking at night, all that kind of good stuff. I did that for years. I right up until I went to, to uni. I at school I didn't know what the hell I was going to do after I left uni, so I I pretty much made sure that I was I was good and I wanted to do well, so I I put in a lot of effort and I got good grades. But I had quite a quite a broad set of qualifications, but I had economics and I had maths and physics and chemistry. Chemistry I wasn't going to do. Chemistry I did as a, now we call it national five, but then it was an O grade. I did a crash O grade in my fourth year, so I did my third and fourth year in one year. It was, easy. It was a really easy um, qualification compared to the highers, I thought, because they were difficult. Mm. And I did this O grade that, that seemed a lot more straightforward. So in my um, in my sixth year, I ended up doing the um, I did the hire for chemistry. I did my the rest. I added on a few more hires. I also did like typewriting and word processing. And back in the day, that was a that was a scott Veg module. You know, that, that's the old style. How's your typing writers. now? I'm still touch typing? <laughs> it, it's not <laughs> quite, but it's it's quite funny. It's one of these kind of skills that you you take on to fill your timetable. Mm but you know, you know generally uh, it was going to become useful. When I left school, I was doing a degree in Glasgow, I was doing mathematical sciences, so I was doing maths, computer science and physics, and I did it for a year, and I hated it. I, I was engaged by that point, and I knew I was, you know, this is a real thing, I've got a real life coming, so I've got, a, I'm looking for a job at the end of it. I did a year at Glasgow Uni, did the exams, did okay in the exams, but I looked in the mirror and I thought to myself, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with this degree. I couldn't see a job for myself that I could support myself. Which my, is my quite point,
0: because this is what the pathways is about, yeah. seeing your future and what you can do. Because you um, might, you know, if you'd had more information, you might have thought, well, actually, this degree will lead to
1: a whole host indeed, of careers. Absolutely. Um, I guess I, I was probably I was mature but still quite young. Yeah. Um, and then I looked and got myself in a bit of panic. I went and spoke to. Um, lectures etc and I looked at other courses and I changed my course entirely, I changed to Applied Chemical Sciences at Edinburgh and the handy thing with Applied Chemical Sciences, I like chemistry there was a lot of maths within it, there was uh, within the course itself there was a load of other bits and pieces, there was chaos theory, there was a load of physics in in there, there other modules, looked a really interesting course the thing that attracted me on it was that the degree had a year's industrial placement for me, that that was a try before you buy that's a year to work in an industry that is tied to your qualification and you can see whether you actually want to do it or not. So you got there was an opportunity to work in two places. I actually ended up working in one. So and after my second year, I was working down in Harlow, Essex for a uh, a plastics company, a styrene beauty resins, a latex company that were there. And it was a it was a really weird time. I was employed initially to there was they had a new piece of equipment. I was to develop that, so it was a standard laboratory tool. But there was there was all sorts of stuff that went on, and I ended up running the thermal analysis lab as like a you know, twenty year old guy, twenty twenty one year old guy running the lab that was in there, interacting with the business guys, and I loved it. It was brilliant. Came out. From that with years of industrial experience, I I got married that year before I'd actually ended up graduating, and then I went back into my uni course, graduated, but I missed the cut off for the graduate intakes for for a couple of places. So in the summer after I graduated, I was working in Prudential uh, as a contractor doing um, data entry because of my touch type. Because I, I went into a, an employment agency and said, and "They said, well, what what you got? I've got this degree.'" You know, "Yeah, whatever, mate. I, we don't have like a temporary jobs for something with those. But can you type? Like, well, okay, put you through some of these set uh, tests, and I flew through them with the high, high data entry skills that went from there. And I got a phone call while I was doing that job from my lecturer because again, you know." talk to the people around about them, you're friendly to the people around about them, you like generally what you're doing and uh, people people let you know about stuff. This lecturer told me about a contract post that came up in BP and pretty much that was it. I went for the job, I got it, I got employed as a, as a contractor uh, and at that point BP didn't employ their contractors on full time contracts. I did that for a year and they asked me to apply for a job. And I did, and I got that job, and I was in BP that became Eni, that became Eneos. I was there for nearly twenty years, and I loved it. And I keep telling kids that when I went in the class, I didn't leave my job because I loved it. I loved the job. I was. I did everything. I was. travelled the world. I I went and presented at conferences. I interacted with business. I was involved with quality assurance. I, I was developing new materials and new products on the plants, new equipment, interacting with top guys and with the panel of operators and everybody in between. It was brilliant fun. And after 20 years, I was kind of approaching 40, and I looked in the mirror and kind of went, well, I can do this. Until stop I
0: looking it. in the mirror. <laughs> I so I should stop doing
1: that. The face doesn't change. But I kind of thought to myself, I can do this until I retire, or die, whichever one uh, comes in between. Or I can do something different. I can do something, restart again, do something different. And I guess becoming a chemistry teacher is still using a load of that. Chemistry, but again, it was a lot of the chemistry that I'm doing now that I hadn't touched for thirty years. Yeah. When I went in to do the PGD. But also, you've not
0: got the, you've gone from a job where you had, a, like an, um, an apprenticeship. Yeah. You had a bit that of time in there before you finished, before you decided that's what I want to do. Uh, but in teaching, that's more of a step off a cliff edge, isn't it? You, yeah, you're, kind of like, you're fully committed. Oh
1: yeah. That's what you're making the change from. I mean, that when I when I I decided to do that. I mean, we sold our house. We I, we moved to Edinburgh, so I could do that course, do the PGDE course. Then the way we were, I was going to be working, I I will name make no bones about it. The the money I was earning as I'm um, an employer, uh, an employee at Edinostin for BP, to where I am as a teacher is completely different. It was very very different. And that's work. probably
0: another thing is that whilst we say no wrong pathway if you've gone that far into your career, there is a s- severe financial cost to changing, isn't it? It <laughs> was
1: huge, huge. And when I started doing the teacher training, I mean, I, I uh, approached a point within that teacher training when I sort of thought to myself, can I do this? Yeah, yeah. Can I actually do this? And, you know, I was committed. I'd, I'd throw in everything to the wind. Uh, and I'd Which is probably the also about this. I think every teacher
2: has had a point. <clears throat> I think that's, that's one thing that... Maybe nothing's like, easy. I, I, there, there are people. There are always people that you talk to, and they want to teach us. <laughs> yeah. But there's always one point in every teacher's training. And you probably everybody. If I'm saying about this, right now will remember it. There'll be one point where you thought, "Can I do this? Yeah. Sure. There'll be one, one thing, one, one point. Yeah. and then it's whether you continue and bar through and. You, uh, or you change pathways. But it's very, it's very interesting because, like listening to that, that sounds like for you, Mr. Facia, you like to take a you like to take a gamble, and I would yes. say that, because I mean, going from something like Ineos, my, I, my father worked yeah. for a long time and he, he was very happy, he yeah. never wanted to change that. Oh, I loved it And too, I think too. that that's maybe came down to me in the fact that, you know, security, safe, you've got safe got secure, you've got that. It. Yeah. It'd be very interesting to and hear it, That's that. also
0: strange to hear, because it's not, you look at the, around you in the world today, Generally, we say today, you're not going to have one career for the rest of your life. You should never guarantee on something being secure, which is why CPD is so important, your continual professional development. You're always developing your skills, making sure you work at your job, rather than just slotting into a job for so many years and continuing through. You keep active and keep motivated and keep fresh, I guess.
1: We used to say in the poly, we used to say every day is a school day, and it was was true because every day you walked in and you had no idea what the hell you were walking in. It could be an easy day or the plant could be could fall into pieces round about you. At any given moment in time, you'd have to deal with that. Now, walking into school, every day is a school day, and you know, a class that or a lesson that I thought was straight, straightforward for one group is suddenly, you know, forced to bits or needs to be well, adapted absolutely or needs to be that. changed.
0: Yeah. Quite a few of my friends have said, oh, you know, I couldn't be a teacher because it's the same year on year. Or, you know, <coughs> somebody else was saying last week actually that, it, that teaching looks seamless because yeah. you go in and everything's organised and prepared. Awesome. But actually, when we think about the changes, You're no longer teaching as a chemist, you're no longer teaching BGE first and second year, then chemistry for two years, for national five two years, one year for higher, then advanced higher. You've now got lab skills coming in, general science coming in, criminology coming in, new courses all the time, you're getting changes to the curriculum all the time, the demands on your time are changing, so teaching has changed massively. You've got new technology coming in, you've got to master the smart board. You've got to use teams oh, right, yeah, for
1: yeah, uh,
0: insights. So you're looking at the an- analysing the data more. Yeah. So actually the job changes frequently.
2: I suppose then when we were talking about it, the safe and secure, no I was talking about with the one career or yeah. the one job, that is not really the same job. It's, so even from yeah, when I started, yeah. it's not a completely no. different job to what it is right now.
0: But it's not quite the same as, you know, selling your house and retraining for a year and investing, what could be thousands of pounds and yeah. changing? His. So that's a
1: very big. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, and, and I was I was lucky. My upon my wife at that point, we, we she she was in for a pay, oh, in but a pay. I mean, my, it's, my wife and,
0: at that point, <laughs> <laughs> she's life. on the shingle peg.
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> she's watched what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, but I guess that's that's the kind of thing because we news we've got a baby boy at that point, and you know. It's it's the everything's committed everything's in for that and generally you're right I'm not I'm not really a, a, a risk taker as such it's, you know I, if I if the teaching had not worked out for me I'd have found something else I'd have been well, doing something else but if you're going to go in you're yes. going to go in go, yes. go do it.
0: so we've got, the skills we've talked about we've go talked about reliability up. we've talked about um, conscientiousness. And time management and there we've got another one which is, is uh, confidence yeah. uh, the fact that you've done well at school you've, you've, done, you've enjoyed yourself at school you make positive relationships you've succeeded in a sense that carries with you you have yeah. the confidence to change career and do something else yes, you
1: build those skills going forward yeah.
0: and perhaps more importantly you're not afraid to change career but also use the pathways events coming up to make that choice that Absolutely. will give you the best skills to go into the right profession in the first place, and then enjoy the changes in that profession. Patterns. I think
1: that's the thing, isn't it? That, it's, that a lot of people—the you know, horrible thing with school is—and we, we see it. I see it. i asking my wee boy, the same. What are you going to be when you grow up? <laughs> I'm like, I still don't know who the hell I'm going to be when I grow up. When I don't like this, or when this doesn't seem like this, the thing that I want to end up doing, I'll do something else. It's, because I'd hate, I would hate to think that every day you go up yeah. and you looked in the mirror and you hated what you were doing, you need to look at yourself yes. and decide whether is what you get out of this particular thing worth you continuing or sh- do you need to change? Because if it's, you know, I know of friends who hate their jobs, they do. Yeah, yeah. I, And I say to them, well, why don't you change it? Ah, oh, you know, the money, you this, I like the, the holidays, the money, so so or can you do this, I can not yeah. do that? And hear that a lot, There actually. are other things that are yes. stopping you. And if, if you can make the balance... Which comes back, Yeah, it comes money. back to the balance, doesn't it? Because right.
0: you, you, you can get tied into a job with nice money and you've got a nice routine you know what you're doing, but you're not, you're not really you know, that happy you with know, an And, and whether you want to make that cho- change for a happier... But your uh, PhD friend who's now a baker <laughs> is... A jacket, doesn't keep doesn't it? More money, he enjoys his job... I think if you look at it from a different perspective for him, and I
2: think if... All three of our stories that we've heard today we've all went to university. And I think That's since true. I've been in school very much so there's been a very big push from pupils especially saying, I want to go to university, I want to go to university And I think the good thing with the pupil pathway for you with you guys tomorrow is to show that if you want to do something with science, you don't need to go Absolutely. to university. Yeah. You can the best I would say if game, you want if you want hands on science experience, apprenticeships, yeah. if you can get an apprenticeship if you can go to the college and do the lab skills courses oh, and do the
0: license,
2: you're, you're getting hands-on experience. I think when you go to university, and I will see it as a biologist and an anatomist, you got a wee bit of hands-on experience. Yeah. But if I was to go back and do it again, I've, I've spoke to my dad many, many times, my best subject at school wasn't biology, my best subject was chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> and if I, what? I know, and if <laughs> I, this time. And if I was to go back and do it again, I mean, I'm not, I'm not I, I, I'm, I love my job. I love being a teacher, and I love where where I'm coming. I would yeah. change it, but I would probably have tried to go down an apprenticeship route if I'd actually. Yeah. But I think I didn't. I was so closed off with the idea of going to university. Yeah. That so was a push at the time. Yeah, I didn't keep my options open. I think that's very, very important. Is to not shut off routes. Yeah. Either because your friends aren't doing it, or that's, you've got to just keep an open mind and realise that it's not a bad thing if something changes. You just
1: yeah. you get deduct and you and you yeah. make a different
2: decision. So we'll draw
0: it to them next. That's fantastic. Well, we need to come back. Come around well, right? <laughs> like. to really a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's incredible. Growth mindset, confidence, and the resilience skills, to be able to resilience, all those things that actually we are encouraged to teach in school mm-hmm. and bring to the forefront. Um, but also the pathways, I which we'll mention again, is to set you on that right pathway. To talk to a number of people and find out what you want to do,
1: and at least to explore that. As, as you were saying Mr. Young, there, there are lots of different options. Like, yeah. There's no no one route to anything, and yeah. you might change even on the on the
0: path. No wrong pathway.
1: Hashtag no wrong path. <laughs> right, we'll stop
0: there. Thank no. you very much.